Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. Rosy blokes, we're dads and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships and business. And we're here to share, we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. Nah, well done on demonstrating that that is not pre-recorded. <laughs> it, was, it was a bit obvious on that one, wasn't it? Yes. I stumbled on my words. I reckon it would have been hard to work out otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. But you think I get it pretty close? Oh, it's always very close. Yeah. Cool. So it's uh, it's an interesting start today. So we're, we're here to do the five minutes around the room by, by Luke's request. Oh, let's start with Luke then. <laughs> and Luke's not here. Ah. So we're, we're not sure where he is. He's uh, he's obviously running a little bit late. He uh, he sent a message. He was on his way. And uh, I, I don't know whether he's going via Timbuktu or where he's going, but uh, hopefully he'll turn up soon. But uh, he may miss his five minutes because we'll let him go first. But it's all right, everybody. We won't let you wait. Oh, so we're not going to do like our version of that John Cage piece. But he's just silent for five minutes. <laughs> it's four minutes something. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, so let's assume that we did and we just edited that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, the Ross Alluke uh, cover of John Cage's piece we don't remember the name of has been done. Yeah. Chopped. Yeah. Uh, the, um, oh, what was it? There was, an, uh, there was a band that also did, uh, did something like that. Like you hear the song and there's this long silence and then there's this little bit at the end of it as well. Well, the Beatles do that at the end of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, I'm pretty sure. Last song, and then there's a long silence, and then all of a sudden this cacophony Mm -hmm. comes up. And uh, I know I I didn't know that until I was, I put it on and went to to go to sleep. And then Mm -hmm. I think I was asleep, and then all of a sudden this cacophony starts up and freaks me out. So uh, anyway, silence. Yes. So uh, would you like to go next with your five minutes? Sure. Can I have 555 minutes, please? <laughs> sure, we can do that uh, over the next... Um, 16 weeks. Uh, yeah. Um, it's been... Uh, well, the last time we did five minutes, I didn't even know what that was. However, I know that a theme for me this year has been uh, that ongoing challenge, personal growth, uh, and it's just ramped up again in the last weeks. Mm. Yeah, so... Um, I've got, I, I, I have accepted the view of a, of a, of a good friend and, and also coach, uh, Caroline Southwell. Her mm-hmm. view is very much that anything we experience in the outside world, so anything we experience that's not inside us mm-hmm. is a clue to what's going on inside us. Yep. And so her, the example she gave me that opened my mind to this and it was powerful when it did was she talked about how if she's walking through a shopping centre and she sees a couple arguing mm. and, and, and experiences their anger, then she immediately would go, uh, would ask herself, okay, I'm angry, what's causing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that was like an epiphany for me. Like, I, you know, I think a lot of people are going to react to that and say, oh, hang on a second, someone's arguing, it's nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. However, that was like bang for me. And I, and I think it probably came out of a conversation I was having about resonance. And so I'd start to become yeah. aware of the fact that, you know, we, we resonate with other people. Mm. And so it was logical. It's like, I can only experience anger if I'm already resonating at mm-hmm. the frequency of anger. It's just an obvious scientific principle if you look at it. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> so um, that helped me. And this is probably a year and a half ago, something like that. So that's helped me stop seeing the, uh, what I'm experiencing in the outside world is happening to me yep. and helped me with my, my journey on 100% responsibility. Yep. So when I look at everything that's going on, I, look, I know. I've, I've talked about my personal vision on these podcasts before and it is all about me being prepared to let go of things. It's all about me being prepared to grow in ways that I can't anticipate or haven't anticipated. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's just going on. And I guess the the part of it that makes it ever, even more challenging, and, I, and I'm only there because I'm ready, is that it's the lessons are coming from closer and closer to me. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's people that are very close to me, people that, that I have experienced one way in for decades mm-hmm. are now coming at me in a completely different way and, and what feels a very destructive way, a very aggressive way. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it does, it has de- destabilized me and my thinking. At the same time, it hasn't knocked me over. Yeah. You know, I'm ready for it. It hasn't knocked me over. It's just destabilizing. So, yeah, so it's been weeks of... Are you less aggressive in your life now? Well, I am. And that's the interesting thing. Mm. I'm less aggressive and, you know, experiencing aggression from people that I have not experienced it from before. So I'll share with you something that that I've that I've witnessed. It doesn't mean it happens everywhere all the time, but it's something that I have witnessed. Um, when we have a lot of kind of aggressive energy and we're, we're seen in, in an environment as like the, the bull um, or the bully or, you know, the warrior or whatever it is, and people don't want to challenge that. They're kind of, they'll stand back from it. They'll, you know, they'll make sure they're not engaged with that. They might shrink away. When that person, when their warrior from a, an outward perspective diminishes, doesn't mean that their inner warrior hasn't grown, but their outward warrior diminishes. It's not unusual for people to step up and fill that space. And become the warrior to, you know, oh, well, you know, this person that's been, you know, they've seen as a bigger force than themselves. They're now trying to be a bigger force than them. Hmm. Um, that's that's just something I've witnessed. That fits. Yeah. That fits as a, as a distinct possibility. And the other thing that occurred to me was that I, I mean, that fits powerfully. That's, that's a bit like what I just described with Caroline. Like that just goes bang, you know, like, yes, that makes perfect sense. That that either they were being aggressive in the past and I just didn't experience it because my aggression was so much higher or mm-hmm. or their aggression is now um, more evenly matched with mine, you know, something something mm-hmm. like that, more noticeable. Yeah, interesting. Or they or they feel empowered to, to, to exercise it, yeah. So the other thing I thought was... Um, or what I'm, what I believe is that I am transforming how I am for people. Mm, so, yeah. look, I'm a coach, and I don't believe I'm alone in the coaching world. I give more than I ask for. It's just the truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry, sorry, if anyone that's thinking about being coached by me, I used to give more than I asked for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to be honest. You can still milk me if you know how. So. Um, it's not to say I'm some sort of saint or angel. It's just my natural way of being is to support other people. Yeah. I feel validated as a person when I support other people. Yeah. And, you know, we all operate largely subconsciously getting, getting by in life. And so those that subconsciously 
need support, want support, gravitate towards me. And some of them are like parasites. They mm-hmm. are like energy vampires. They just won't leave me alone. Yeah. And so what? And the reason I'm saying I think there's part of that too is because I'm more conscious in some circumstances when someone, for instance, wants me when they want me, and I don't respond. Yeah. Then, ah. then there's a. Oh, you missed your five minutes. <laughs> then there's there's often a comment back to me about how hard I am to get hold of, or you know, um, and then mm. and then and then if I'll call them when it suits me, I'll never reach them. They'll never call me back. And I'm finding that that I must have used to meet people's expectations far more than I do now. Okay. And so meeting people's expectations less is a challenge for those people that are used to me in a certain way. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it brings up something within them and and they're likely to kind of have this sense of, of blame and unfairness. Yep. Yep. Which kind of logically sort of doesn't make sense, but there's expectations that, are, that people have. And when an expectation does not get fulfilled, uh, we, we're challenged by that. Yeah, I was a good guy when I was giving, and as soon as I stop pull the plug, stop giving, I'm no longer a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been defined by these people by what they get from me rather than who I am. Yeah. And that's a massive understanding for me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, again, this is a moment for me to be blunt. I don't give a fuck what you expect of me. I don't give a fuck who you think I am. I know who I am more than ever before. I know what del- what value I bring more than ever before, and I do not need the validation of any one of you motherfuckers. So let's just be blunt. And of the nice people out there as well. <laughs> even, even you nice people are motherfuckers when you feel like it, right? That's what I know, just like I am, right? Just like I am. Right? We all have our moments. And but so- he's a real one. <laughs> There's a, there's a great Goldie Hawn moment in a movie where where she's in court mm-hmm. and she says that and then she's going through the literal and yep. it's quite quite good. So look up Goldie Hawn motherfucker quote or something. It's quite funny. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I, I am putting a little bit of energy into that because that's where I'm at. I'm just, last couple of days especially, I, I, was, I, was, I was literally drained. I was tapped out. Yeah. And it's just these people who just, they're either coming at me or they're having a go at me or they're, you know, so, Yeah. So it's another evolution for me. Yeah. So there's a couple of things in that that I I really want to talk about. Um, in fact, there's, there's there was heaps in that. There's, mm. there's probably you know multiple episodes just talking about what you just shared with us. Then um, the first one I, I I guess I want to talk about is that um, yeah. So the first one that I'm going to talk about it is what you said when you said that you don't need anyone else's validation. Now there's something there's a there's a like a an affirmation that I share with people. I'm good enough, I'm lovable, and I don't need anyone's acceptance other than my own. I'm good enough, I'm lovable, I don't need anyone's acceptance other than my own. And they that talks about the three universal fears. And most of us run around, you know, we didn't we don't know that we're good enough, we don't know that we're lovable, we don't know that uh, we don't need anyone's acceptance other than our own. Can I we, just add on that? Those three things I have absolutely resolved in the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. And now that you don't need anyone else's acceptance, you know that you're lovable, you know that you're enough. Once you, you know, once you kind of figure that out, you've solved probably, you know, potentially the biggest chunks of, of learning that life will have to offer. 
Hence why I don't need any of you. <laughs> however, however, I want you. And there's a big difference. Yeah, so you're now in a position to actually be able to genuinely contribute to other people in a great way. And that's one of the great things that comes out of that learning, is that once that we, once we're whole and complete as a human being, which that's what that journey is, you become whole and complete, you don't need anyone else, you're now whole and complete, you're now capable of contributing in a whole new way. You can really actually genuinely make a difference to someone because it doesn't matter what they say about you. So you're now no longer filtering how you are with that person and you can actually genuinely support them in a much better way. Yeah. Um, now, for the people that haven't got there, which is most of the population, uh, the I, I think I'm just, you know, I have to bite the bullet and we have to say that uh, I run... Um, the session or you know sessions on the eight levels of human potential that just has to happen yeah put it out there i i it's i think it's appropriate we, that we talk about what we do and what value we can deliver in, in these discussions yeah. absolutely yeah i, I think it's there. really important for people our listeners to understand you know where they're at and the people in their lives like when you understand how someone creates the paradigm in which they live you'll understand so much about them and you'll be able to contribute to them. You'll be able to move away from them. You'll be able to make decisions about how that person interacts with your life and what your, you know, what it is that you can give them or not give them and how that looks. And now one of the other things I want to talk about, and we're really only touching on each of these as, mm -hmm. as I do it. Uh, the, I guess the way people are showing up in your life and you're getting drained by that. The, I wanted to actually spe really specifically talk about the, the draining experience cool. for you because people can show up any way in our life and they will show up any way and they will show up all sorts of different ways. Right now, you're getting a learning. So the fact that you're being drained by all the people in your life, there's a learning for you Some. right there. Some. Sure. <laughs> sure. And it, could be, and it could actually just be one person. You could have one person in your life. It is that a is, handful, actually. That is, yeah, that is, that is draining you. And every, t and every day, and especially if it's someone that's in your life a lot, like a significant partner or family member who you live with, that person could be incredibly draining for you. And every day you could just be exhausted at the end of the day. What's happening is you're allowing their energy to, to impact you mm. rather than observing their energy. You're actually buying into whatever's going on for them mm. in their way rather than just being an observer to it. Because if somebody's angry, and we stand back and we watch someone on the other side of the road and you can see they're angry, they're yelling and whatever it is, but they're at a distance. You may not buy into that anger and you may just go, oh, you know, that was interesting or why'd they do that or whatever it was and you might go on your way. You might still choose to kind of experience part of it. But if somebody's really close to you, typically, especially if it's directed at you, we take on whatever that is. Whatever they're throwing out, we take it on. So if you're in the schoolyard... Excuse me. I would have loved to have known this as a kid growing up, being you know when I uh, when I got bullied. But um, when when somebody's throwing out that aggression, aggressive energy, or whatever it happens to be, and we take that on, it's actually all it's all about them. It's got nothing to do with us. Even if it's directed at us, it actually has nothing to do with us. That person has had an experience in their life that has taught them that they need to be mean to other people. You know, maybe a family member or someone else has been mean to them, and they saw the the shift in power. They saw that they felt weak and the other person felt powerful. And then they've gone, well, I'm, I want to feel powerful. So they do the same thing. They perpetuate that same 
you know, that same behavior. So then they're a bully to somebody else and that person feels small and they feel big. But it doesn't make them feel great though. What we can do is we can actually serve that person and ourselves by not taking it on. We can go, hey, that person is upset. It's not about me. It's about them. Even if I caused it, even if what I did theoretically caused that person to be upset. Let's talk about road rage. Let's assume I cut someone off. I'm, I'm driving along down the road. I don't see a car. I change lanes and I cut someone off. They get upset. They're angry. They're, you know, they're leaning out the window, yelling at me, finger up, whatever it might be. Mm. I didn't actually make that person angry. I, what I did was I cut them off. That's what I did. Not everybody behaves like that. So it wasn't me that caused that person to be angry. Yes, I cut that person off, but that person could have reacted in any infinite number of ways. Hmm. So it's what's going on in their life that's making them angry. It's what their experience of life has been that makes them angry. It's not me who made them angry. So from that space of that person is angry because of their experience of life, I now get to choose whether or not I take it on. I get to choose now whether I want to contribute to that person or whether I want to walk away from it. I get to make all these choices rather than just being drawn into the experience and becoming part of it. Because um, when someone's angry, if you react to it, you're going to feed it. But if you don't react to it and you come from your heart space and you go, hey, look, I'm really sorry. Mm. Um, I, it's happened. I can't go back in time and change it. And, you know, clearly that was not my intention to cut you off. Um, and I would love to, have, to be perfect and not have done that. But that's what's happened. And how can I make it up to you? What can we do now to you know, to move forward from here. Yeah, yeah, put it in that neutral space. And yeah, that, that's a good point, Ross. Uh, I think with um, someone pointed out to me that having a vested interest too in the outcome, whether it's a argument or a disagreement, is generally where you'll, you know, you'll fight it, you'll be part of that sort of process. Mm. So not having a vested interest in the actual outcome, again, not distance yourself, or it doesn't distance you, but it just you know, puts you in that space where you will, um, you know, whether you win or lose or whatever the situation is, you know, I'm not, I don't have that deep invested, um, you know, part of this disagreement or argument, mm. you know, kind of like, cool. So we're arguing about this. What are we really, you know, arguing mm. about? Is it the paint the fence white? Well, cool. So what do you think? Blue? Cool. I like white. Can we find something in the middle? We move on. You know what I mean? So you haven't got a vested interest in just winning an argument or beating that person or win-lose, you know, lose-lose situation. You sort of look at it a little bit differently. Yeah. So similar to what you said. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that I, everything you said makes sense and um, and has has my agreement for what it's worth. Um, so the, th- the thing that challenges me on those things is and it's interesting, right? Because again, I'm, I'm a coach. I'm out there helping people. I'm supporting people. And it's interesting because the ones that have invited me to support them mm-hmm. naturally, typically listen to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it in that respect, it feels like it's effective. So then when we're in these other situations with people that are, you know, apparently close, whatever, who don't really want to listen what's going on for me is how much effort do I really want to put into that relationship? You know, I, I get that there's been a closeness in the past. However, you know, if I'm, if I'm moving and I don't feel like they're moving, everything Luke said is fair too. I mean, uh, what both of you said is, you know, we could, we can take that high, the highest ground and 
you know, apologetic and everything else. And how do we resolve this? However, what if I couldn't be bothered? You know, yeah. it's it's like, where is that line that I've overstepped where I need to bother? Well, yeah, is, is there a line though? I mean, they're, well, that's, they're, they're two different experiences. You know? So you're having experience and so yeah. is somebody else. And generally what we experience is from the outside in. But in reality, it should be from the inside out. Because again, I haven't, I didn't change from that moment to the next. I was still the same person. Yeah. The mm-hmm. experience that we both had changed. However, they've decided now I'm a everything under the sun yep. because the experience has changed. Yep. Whereas a moment before that, I was okay. Yep. So, so whereas, and just whereas the counterpoint yeah, yeah. is I've got other people, I can be myself and it's not always nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. always lovely. Yeah. And they, 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 they are prepared to accommodate that and work with me. Well, that's interesting you know? because it's not, well, I mean, that shows that, you know, you're obviously good at what you do. You resonate with some, you don't with others. But if you have previously with this person and now you don't, for me, I just get, get inquisitive. Ask why. Right. Hey. However, you're, you, you want to you you grow that relationship, yeah? I'm sort of... Oh, yeah, look... I'm sort of challenged about whether I could be bothered. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> so you've got it, and it's focus energy where you yeah. need to focus yeah, yeah, energy. Yeah. So tune in intuitively yeah. and say, cool, is this relationship done? It was good. It's not now. Can right. it be good again? Yeah, you, you weigh that up and, right. and, and move on. But if it's something worth salvaging, right. definitely uh, asking. And it's not just simple questions, how are you today? It's just like, cool, you know, every time we get together, mm. I've been noticing we argue a lot. What's with that? Mm. Cool. That was really you start great. Start the dialogue. I love the way you asked that. Yeah. 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 And you're like, okay, cool. And it's, so you're not, you haven't got a vested interest in having the argument and winning it. Mm. You're just framing it that way. Mm. No, we don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. And then, yeah, well, okay, let's, are we role playing? Cool. So sometimes people don't see how they are. Okay, cool. You know, I'm one of them. You know, throw it back at yourself. I do dot, dot, dot. You know, can we paint the picture? So, Right now, I'm just pointing out blind spots. Everyone has mm, them, mm. and it's feedback. I love feedback from others. Mm. I'm about to give some, so I don't know how this is going to come off. Yeah. I'm not an expert at it, but and I've used that scenario, and sometimes it's pie being thrown back in my face. Yeah. How dare you tell me what to do? And I'm going, cool, yeah. that wasn't my intention, yeah. but now it's going to step up. And, you know, I get dragged back into it. Cool, let's <laughs> argue. Just, you know, that's yeah. I quite a it. flight. I you know, I'm used to this shit, you know. I've got, yeah, I've got my whole on. life here, so I'm going to, yeah. And then you realise, shit. I'm back there again. Yeah, and Hence my point. Yes. Do I really want to put all the energy into repairing that? which I didn't even realise was that damaged yeah. to only find the next layer of bullshit. But it or do I just want to move on to the, to the next person that actually values who I am and how I am and is ready to... They probably do, though. That's the thing. You're, you're a pretty sort of straight shooter and a very affable guy. Like, anyone could probably walk up to you and start a conversation and, you know what I mean? Like, get on with you. So totally. I think that if somebody is having trouble getting on with a person that they previously have, you know, it's for us as well to have a look, you know, maybe okay. their, their thinking's a bit low at the time. Have they got stuff going on? Yeah. You know, um, that's that deep support. Get it down to that level that we're speaking about ground neutral, Ross, yep. just to let everything just flood out and go, right, cool. You know, where are we at? And generally, yeah. Once that conversation starts, the nuggets start to roll, and you go, "Oh shit, I didn't see that." Oh, okay, yeah. Mm. One of, one of the th- one of the things that that you know I, I would probably do in a situation like that, where I'm not sure if I want to do the work to you know to mm. get this to the next level, mm. 
Um, but I really care about that person. Mm. I might simply say, yeah. I love you. I think you're amazing. And I don't know how to contribute to your life right now. And we you record that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, I thought, did you see the right hand? Yeah, tell me, what, tell me where we are on the podcast. I got to listen back and get that. Where are we? What, what, what time-wise? So, what is yeah. it? So we are at uh, twenty-four minutes. So if I go around twenty-four minutes and capture that nugget, yeah, yeah. bingo, done. Going to use it, and I'll feed back on it maybe in a fortnight. Yeah. You don't have to solve it. That, that's what I don't. say to people too. I'm not here to solve it. I'm not trying to get a resolution out of it we're just i'm just going to put it out there and park it yep and then you know intuitively it'll come to us no i love that i love that i love that again the circumstances are you know i prefer just to talk it through Mm. the other person prefers long-winded essays full of lots of stuff and that's time and it's energy and it's resources and And it's it's training it's a game it's a game I used to play that game I I can play that game however I don't want to play that game it drains you my eight year old I asked him recently uh, I said because I was trying to help him out with with uh, with his sport you know a few opportunities for him to improve and um, and I just went to him I I could tell what was going on I said hey do you do you want my feedback and he said no so I just said, cool. Perfect. Yeah. And I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. And when he wants it, he can come and ask me. Exactly. Perfect. And that, that's a, yeah, and that's a tough gig, I suppose, yeah, off topic. Mm. Um, this next year. I want year, it to be his best. Mm. Well, you, you do. do. Yeah. And, and it's that old adage where the teenager is not going to listen to their dad, but then the dad's mate is kind of a bit cooler than their dad. He's like, you know, and yep. Don just told me to do dot, dot, dot. And he's like, no, I did it and it worked. And he's like, I've been saying this for 10 years. Yeah, you know, yeah. so... And it's that old adage, how do we get through to people that not only that are, well, not through, but how do we communicate better to people that are close to us so mm-hmm. they're receptive to feedback, mm-hmm. um, but also a team. I'm looking to maybe potentially coach a young team next year and I'm thinking, shit, I can't coach. What am I going to say to these kids? You know what I mean? But uh, I know I can, mm-hmm. right, because I've got, I've got good communication skills, but I, I just wonder how I'm going to coach. And yeah. I, again, I'm going to probably just be a bit more organic. How did that feel? How did that quarter feel? Yeah. Get them involved. Yeah. Because when no, I've seen guys awesome. yelling. Yeah, they know. You know, you mm. didn't do this. You didn't do that. You know, we're not that kind of team, that club. You know, it's I'm not going to put all that on them. They need to feel it. Mm. And then, you know, get the guys, natural leaders in the team to be sort of picking everyone up. My role would be to just steer the ship. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you've got to have strategy. I've learned that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah. I don't know a lot of strategy about football. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to arm myself with a guy who's got a really good footy head. So he's on board. Yep. Cool. What are we looking at doing here? So awesome. I'll learn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really, really great question. My son would potentially play on the same team. Mm-hmm. And yep. I was running boundary last year. No runner. All right, mate, your time to come off. And he just run past me. He heard me, but he ran past me. Mm. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, okay, so it's time for him to come off. What happened? And I go, well, I'll go out again. So I go out again and mate, you need to come off. And he's like, why? And I'm like, because like I've been told by the coach to take you off. So another kid can play. Oh, well, I'll be there in a minute. And I'm like, no, no, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to work out that relationship with my son and how that works in the team. Because you can't have 22 other players going, no worries, on board. And then, you know, my little fella just doing whatever he wants. So I'm going to work at that and find mm-hmm. out what that looks like. But it's interesting to try and, yeah, work at those yeah. relationships. So, so one thing is, you know, as I've got my own kids and they're growing up and, you know, seven and eight now, about almost seven and eight, 
and the the clarity I have about the those you know three universal fears of you know not good enough, not lovable, and um, not fit in. Yeah, that's all he needs from me. Like once he's got that, we can then go to the next stage. So right now, if he doesn't know those three things, so he's in the the what the you know that level three warrior rebellion phase right yeah. now. Um, which is great for him to be going through it early, as long as we get through to the other side of it quickly. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> um, uh, I still don't, you know, in another eight years from now, I don't want to be having this same uh, these same challenges where uh, he doesn't want to be contributed to, and uh, he's really hard to deal with. You know, eight years of that is, would be would be challenging. So let him let him exercise it to the extent he needs to. Then absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm and, right, and still yeah. and still help him to know that you know that he you know for him to know that he is lovable that you know he isn't he is enough and uh, and the only acceptance he needs is his own. Um, you know, it's kind of where I'm at. So that's when I asked, "Hey, do you want my feedback?" No, cool. You know, I'm not going to ram it down your throat. Um, you'll if you want it from me, you've got it. Other than that, I think you're awesome. I love you. And you know, maybe I just wasn't doing enough of that with the feedback. Hey, you know, excellent day to, you know, game today. It was amazing. It was unreal. It was incredible. Yeah. You know, just lay that on. And then a little bit of feedback. And then, you know. I'm kind of thinking if he's got a coach as a dad, there's going to be some <laughs> minimum, minimum things that are going to come out of dad, right? That, yeah. You know, maybe maybe that's something you could put together a brochure for him. Dad's a coach. He likes, you know, he likes to see the best in people and he'll dig down and ask questions. I get told to stop asking stupid questions. Because I ask questions, mm. hey, so you know, yep. can you tell me yep. a bit more about that? And they're like, oh, dad, just <laughs> shut up. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that's interesting too, but I think... So then ask the next question. <laughs> why, do you think, why do you think I'm asking? Yeah. <laughs> no, because it goes, it goes from bad what's, to worse. What's stupid about it? Don't, don't ask well, that's that. what I always ask. <laughs> don't you're ask you're that. just stupid don't because ask you that. ask stupid questions all the time. Don't and go, okay, what I'm trying to do is... and. And having that conversation with the kids too, because mine are not at an age, don't know about yours, to understand exactly how we're helping. They just come off a stupid question. But I think, yeah, do you want my advice or do you want me to listen? You know, um, Do you want me to yeah. offer that improvement or not? I think asking that is a great, yeah, great little kicker yep. for any young kids. I think you did an amazing game today. Yeah. And, and I actually think there might be an opportunity for you to play even better. If you want to know what that is, ask me. Oh, that's Otherwise, I think you did an amazing it? job. There's the carrot. Yep. Jacket over the shoulder. And start walking, walking off. Dad, dad. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. But yeah, that, that love, first of all. But you can do that to anyone. Anyone on the planet. Just let them know those three things. Now they come from that heart space. We are working well into that 555 minutes that I asked for at the start. So. <laughs> <laughs> I took your five, five minutes. 555 yep. minutes. Yeah. Well, there was so much in what you just shared. And that's what life's about. Yeah. That's what business is about. It's about, you know, all these things. What do we say? You know, we're here. We learned a few things about life, love, relationships, and business. And that was all of that. You know, that thing that you spoke about there, about dealing with people, that's it. Dealing with ourselves and dealing with others. That's what life's about. You know, people go, oh, you know, I need to learn my management skills. What, you're going to go to uni and learn how to become a manager? No, you need to get in there with people. And figure out how to become a manager. Oh, That's where it happens. I, I'm going to say, strike that. Yeah. Insert leadership. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So no one you, has ever said, "Please manage me." Nobody. In fact, before you manage someone, you need to be able to lead them. You do yeah. not. You have not earned the right to manage someone until you've learned the, how to, ma- to lead them. Leadership will smash management every day of the that, week. That's a. It's interesting you say that. I was listening to a podcast 
twice today about sales and leadership mm-hmm. and this guy and he's very good at what he does. He said, Look, people like to be led on the process. Mm-hmm. Be a leader. Mm-hmm. Tell them, hey, this is how it's going to work. Not, oh, this is how long we've been around. This is what we do. You know, mm-hmm. this is what we've done. He said, lead them through the process. And he said, we're in a generation that lacks leadership. So especially mm-hmm. in his sales model, he calls it, in his process, that's how he says, lead it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh God, he's so true. So yes, 110%, it is, it is about leadership and leading by example. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to agree with what you do and say, fuck it, yep. you know, go mm-hmm. and lead, do it. Yep. Do mm-hmm. what feels right. You know, if we worry about what everyone else is doing, or what they think, mm. well, sure. Yeah. Mm. And leadership is also service as well. Mm-hmm. That's really important because to lead someone is about inspiring them. It is about having them believe that they're going to, they can do it. Not just, you know, why they'll do it. What's, you know, what's it going to take to make someone take action? You can manage someone. You can, you know, you can come along and go, well, you know, if you don't do this job by 10 o'clock today, you're fired. Um, and that could be called management. You know, I'm managing this person. Uh, yeah, but you haven't yet led them. You haven't yet shown them an opportunity. Yeah, you've just come down with a, with a, with a big mallet. How about, hey, wouldn't it be amazing if you did this, that? How great would you feel at the end of it? Yeah. You know, if you actually got this done within this length of time. I know that you've, you haven't done it before. Your best time's been this. What if you managed to shave 10 minutes off that? Yeah. How great would you feel? Um, awesome. And then you've got someone who wants to be doing it, who, who has a purpose for for making a difference. And that may not be the right thing for you know the person that you're, you've got in front of you right now. But yeah, that leadership, um, and you said it smashes management every time. Uh, it, yeah. It's critical before management. Um, if you have a look at the the leadership model that that uh, that I use, which lays directly on top of the eight levels of human potential, is that we need to be able to lead ourselves first. Until someone can lead themselves, their life is going to be challenging. So if you're not leading yourself at the moment, your life is probably very challenging. Define leading yourself, though. Can you? Uh, you have a goal and you're going towards it. Okay. Yep. Is that it? You. So this oh, is a, like yeah. yeah. So so let's say you said you said to yourself. Um, Oh look, I'd like to I'd like to get fit, right? Yeah. And then that night you're sitting on the couch for three hours yeah. and you haven't been to the gym. And the next day you wake up and you go, I'd like to get fit. And then that night you sit down and for another three hours and watch television and don't go to the gym. So that is it, not leading yourself. So is it about goals though? Like what else? You know, and I'm just opening it up. For just for what you want. Yeah. It could okay. be, hey, I want a better relationship. Yeah. So what are you doing about that? Or nothing. We have the same argument every day. Yeah. Well, you need to lead yourself right now. You need to take responsibility. And and I, um, at this point, I talk about um, 100% responsibility. You know, there's that really great book. It's called Extreme Ownership. You read it? Several you times. It? Yeah, it's one of my Okay, so, favorite. yeah. It's very, yeah. I, I swallowed the juice, so I drank from the well of that. <laughs> Um, and it's very good. It's got some really good stuff in it. It's, ah, oh, geez, it's got some balls. You know, but I don't even really, think that's extreme. You know, it's like it's team, you know, like we're here to do a fucking job. We're here to support each other. You know what I mean? You need, yeah. I just felt it was a little bit, uh, it, didn't, it didn't have enough softness to it. But what I have realized is the guy who's written it, Jocko Willink, um, mm-hmm. I think it's about five years old now, six years old, the book, he's softened. He's completely softened. So it all comes back to that communication, 
Because it was barked yeah. down your throat, man. They're like, right, yeah, he was running battalions of, uh, you know, US yeah, yeah. Army well, battalions. It's, it's, and... life, it's life and death. Yeah. So yeah. you need to take ownership. Uh, but, well, it's, it's, a, it's a, that's a fucked up playing field. Yeah. Anywhere where you are saying, okay, boys and girls, we're here to learn how to kill people more effectively and minimize our own damage. I mean, yeah, I realize that leadership and other things are honed in that space, but yeah. it's not driven by love, is it? <laughs> it's driven by fear. It and is, All yeah. the things associated with that, you know? So it's a, it's a completely different world, and that's what you see. The benefits of that book is leading up the chain of command, motivating a team yeah, that's potentially not doing so well. Um, but he had one quote out of it that he says that, um, as a leader, it's not what you preach, it's what you tolerate. And that rings true through my ears every day. So we've been chatting for a while. How do you guys feel about doing our next one, actually just about leadership, our next podcast? It's a good idea. I'd yeah. like to expand on it, yeah. Cool, awesome. So I, I think we've had some really great value today on managing conflict, our personal energy, relationships, uh, and people. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's make the next one about leadership. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.